Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. We are called to endurance. We are called to finish strong. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. Hey, we've been talking about how to endure. How do people you admire in the scriptures and in history and in your life, what is the secret to endurance or what is the pattern? What is the formula? I think it's important to understand these things. Otherwise, we'll just chalk it up to their personality. You know, it's just, well, they're just wired that way. They're just, they're just tougher than I am. And I don't at all think that's the case. I think there are things we can learn from people that can be replicated and we're all called to endurance. We're all called to finish strong. So last week I gave you four points and I, I trust you just take advantage of them. I talked about understanding that, you know, when you're in a hardship, when you're in a trial, when you're facing obstacles, it's a season. It's not forever. Then I reminded you that every test is a faith test. Your test is always being faith, tested. Then we talked about keeping your eyes on the prize. Remember where you're going. And then we talked last about guarding your testimony. Remember people are watching. They're depending on you. And I took that all from 1 Peter, the first chapter. I want to switch gears a little bit now, and I want to talk about the schemes of the enemy that are trying to defeat you to erode your endurance. You know, one of the first things you have to do when you suffer an attack of any kind is say, what is this going to stop me from? And I'm not implying that every hardship in our life or every trial is demonically inspired. Sometimes there's just the cares of life, the forces of life. We live in a fallen world. But if, but for me at least, when I say, what is this designed or what could this potentially do to keep me from something that's important to me? So I try to identify what that something is. I remember one time I went through an extremely hard, uh, you know, emotional time, spiritual time, and had a big setback and was really working through things. And and I was asking God, God, like, what is happening? I'd never felt such oppression, honestly, in my life. And I sought the Lord as to not just to feel better or to get out of this funk, but like, what is this? What is the goal of this strategy that the enemy is throwing at me? And the Lord was gracious to me and said, it's to silence me. Well, once I understood that the goal was to be silent, you know what I did? I just decided I'm not going to be silent. It didn't matter how I felt. You know, I joke around with people sometimes and I say, listen, if you can't be spiritual, at least be stubborn. I know you can be stubborn. And by that I meant, you know, that's like sanctification. Like I'm not going to give up that hill. I am not going to give up what the enemy is trying to steal from me or to deceive me into cashing in on. So number one is when you're going through a hardship, just do a little spiritual and circumstantial analytical, you know, appraisal and say, what is at risk here? What is the enemy trying to take from me? You know, not just the circumstantial, not just the the, the obvious, but what is really at stake here? And then fight back from that. You know, I've had some great warriors that I've pastored over the years and, uh, you know, one of the things they taught me was you never let the enemy pick the battlefield. Victorious armies always pick the place of conflict. And so I think when you identify what the enemy is trying to take, you're not fighting a battle in, in the field 
where he wants you to fight. And of course, the battlefield is definitely the mind, according to 2 Corinthians 10. So be clear on what the enemy or what those even natural life circumstances are trying to plunder from you. Number two, and this is very important, and, and what I like about the points I'm giving you today is you can do all these. I mean, you can do these things. Number one, don't be separated. When you're under attack, when you're under oppression, when things are going wrong, for most people, not all, but most people, the natural inclination is to coil up. It's the fetal position mentality. And we withdraw from people. We turn the volume down. We turn the lights down. We stay in the house. We stay in our zone. And, you know, the Bible teaches us explicitly that that is the exact opposite reaction, that the enemy always wants to separate us. So right now, if you're in a battle, you know what to do? Pick up the phone, call somebody, say, I need prayer, or do you got time to grab a cup of coffee, or I'm going to go to that prayer meeting. I'm, I'm not going to miss my small group connection. Nothing's keeping me away from church. I'm going to I'm gonna do something intentionally. I am going to purposely stay connected. A lot of times when people are going through hard times, they're wondering, where are the people that are connected to me? And you know what's unique? The people that are connected you, to you are wondering where you're at, too. You know, it takes two, but you do the connection. You be the spiritual Velcro. Stay connected. Stay in your sweet spot. Keep your relational integrity. Do not get separated from that because the enemy will eat you for lunch when that happens. Number three, do not neglect your commitments and your patterns. What I mean by that is, uh, you know, there are things we've got to do even when all hell is breaking loose in our life. You know, I always tell people, I still got to cut the grass, change oil, and stop at red lights. You know, no matter what happens, I still got to do those things. I got I to gotta fit those things in somewhere. Keep doing those things because loose ends become mental and emotional feeding grounds for the enemy and oppression and depression. So, you know, you might have to get up earlier. You might have to go to bed later. Uh, you know, like even today, I'm getting ready to leave for a trip later or tomorrow, actually. And there were some things on my desk. There were some bills to pay, a couple things like that. And I just wanted them off my desk. That was like a loose end. I want to get rid of that thing. And what's funny is literally while I'm speaking, you know, I just thought of something I forgot. So I'm going to mark that down. And when I'm done with this podcast, I'm going to go and make sure I take care of that. So take care of loose ends, you know, unanswered emails, uh, little details or promises made you made to somebody you got to fulfill, somebody that's waiting for you to get back to them, some little thing. Just clear your mental desk. Don't let those loose ends eat your mental lunch, okay? So don't neglect. Try to do, stay in your patterns. Try to stay in your disciplines when things are going wrong because that will help sustain you more than uh, just randomly, you know, living life in chaos. Remember, disruption is designed for chaos. In warfare, you know, they drop bombs to disrupt the plan. So the enemy's trying to drop bombs to disrupt your plan to get you to go in a different direction. And the fourth thing is this. This is the most obvious, but let me say it. You have to stay refreshed. You have to stay refreshed. When I was going through that time, it's about 16 years ago, I, I, I mentioned earlier, uh, I even had trouble sleeping. And I would, I would get up 
and I would go out of my chair in the living room and I'd get my Bible out and I would worship and I would pray and I was I was just you know hanging on to Jesus. I was I was going to be focused on that. And sometimes when you're in a crisis, you can run to and fro thinking, "What am I going to do?" Rather than, "What does God want me to do?" And what God wants you to do is listen to Him first, quiet your soul, be still, get a time of feeding. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I remember when I was a new believer, I would take my Bible and I would go out to my car at lunchtime. You know, I'd get about 20 minutes and I would open my Bible and I'd read the Bible for 20 minutes at my lunchtime. And that just sustained me in this new life I was in and things I was going for. So you can take the time, but you've got to stay refreshed. You cannot live on yesterday's manta. You can't live on what God said to you yesterday any more than you can live on what you know, your wife or your husband, you know, may have nice have said to you yesterday. Uh, you've got to live in today. You need a fresh word from the Lord and open up the Bible. If you don't know where to open up, I would just open up Psalms and I would just read Psalms, maybe even read it aloud and hear God's heart, hear his servant's heart. So those are four things that you can do right now. You can discern where the enemy, what the enemy wants to steal and what he wants to keep you from, what he wants to disrupt. You can refuse to be separated and, and do it right now. I mean, maybe as soon as this podcast is done, you need to text somebody or pick up the phone. Number three, don't neglect some of those peripheral little desk issues, little hanging chads that you need to deal with, okay? And then number four is get refreshed and stay refreshed, Okay? These are very important things when you are learning to walk in endurance. People that endure, people that emerge from the chaos and the shelling of the enemy and the circumstances of life, these are things. These are things I have learned. I just wrote this little lesson from my heart uh, just to share with you. This is how you plow your way through the landmines that are happening around you. God wants you to endure. He doesn't want you just to, you know, make it through. He wants you to be prosperous. He wants you to be effective. He wants you to be an overcomer. And you can do it because greater is Christ who's in you than he that's in the world. Hey, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. I pray you take these lessons to heart. Maybe there's somebody you need to go preach them to. Well, be obedient and be a great friend. In Jesus' name. How do you plow your way through the landmines that are happening around you? 1. Identify what the enemy is trying to take and fight back. 2. Refuse to be separated. 3. Do not neglect your commitments and patterns. And lastly, 4. Get refreshed and stay refreshed. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.